Hey, everybody. Welcome in. It is The Wrap on NRM Streamcast. Tom Mazzaway alongside my partner, Clarence Black, in the Jim Reels Friendly Chrysler Jeep Studios. And got to go back 13 years ago today. The opening week of college football. And I remember doing the game. It was the first game on WOMC 104.3. It was when they took the rights from WJR. And their first game was this game. And it was the first game ever on the new fledgling Big Ten Network. Uh Which most places didn't have yet, including the place where I was broadcasting from. I happened to be in the studio this day because they wanted me, used to go to the stadiums. But because this was the first day, they wanted us all like stationary while Frank and Brandy did the games in Ann Arbor. So let's spin the wheel back 13 years ago today, a day to live in infamy in Michigan football. It's just a great day in college football. I know Michigan was on the short end of the stick here, but let's go back 13 years ago. Where were you when Michigan played App State at the Big House. I was at the Grand Prix working for um, the old station. Really? Yes, man. I was doing the uh, the the fan thing. How about that? We were down there. We did a show. The Grand Prix did a show at the Grand Prix. The Grand Prix was in know, September. This time. Yeah, man. Yes, in that that year, it was it was at Belle Isle. Did a show. Um, I think I did the like it was like eleven to eleven to one. All right, this is one. Of, you know, what I'm saying, or it might have even been, it might have been one to three. Whatever it was, as we were going off the air, it was like wait Michigan a minute. was like in the fourth quarter. Yeah, like point? we kept and we kept yeah. kind of getting an update. Like, wait, what? We were just kind of like chiming in. And that shit was crazy. Hey, let's play that cut, Dave, if you have it handy. Let's go back to the big house in 2007. He could have literally Remember taken that day, ball and man, thrown it out. It will be yours for all time. Jerry Moore gets a ride off the field. That's what awesome, a bro. win. That's 34, everything that's great. 32, everything that's state. great about sports, bro. That's it is. It's that's true. Everything it's is true. great about sports. Who, how do you not want everything. a giant killer to win a game? One Even though favorite, it's against your own team. One of my favorite lines from uh, of, of all time is from a from a fake movie. It's from the replacements. Okay. The replacements. I kid you not. And it's uh Gene Hackman's character who's the coach and he has the best he quote I've ever that heard. Too? Uh, he Gene Hackman, yeah, co- he yes, coached, yes. He coached Hoosiers, and he coached the replacements. Yes, and he's talking, but he's talking about the Sentinels, you know, the fake yeah. team. But he says, and it's true. He says, greatness, no matter how small, stays with a man. And it's true, man. Yeah. It's like I can tell I you. Still with, talk about my kids yes. when I was coaching them in, oh, yeah. in eight-year-old yes. machine pitch. I'm going to yes. talk about that till I'm dead. I remember. I will. I will always remember. I was part of a back-to-back CYO championship, nice. undefeated team. My my eighth grade year, we were undefeated. Ran through the CYO. What, what school? St. Mary's of Redford. Nice. Uh, we won the we won the Catholic League. We went twenty and zero. We played our our championship game at, at St. Mary at uh, no Catholic Central, the old Catholic Central in Redford. Nice. And I just I've always loved that quote. So I've always felt about that game. I've always felt about it. And it pisses my friends that are Michigan fans off. But I'm like, for those app, a lot of those App State kids, man, that didn't go pro or whatever. I'm like, that's the kind of stuff that just it that changes your life because yeah. it it just makes you firmly believe that anything yeah. 
can happen on any given day. That's the beauty of sport, and that is why I tell my wife <laughs> the best drama on television. You can take ER, Dallas, you can whatever show you want to ever sports, come up man. with, it will not beat the beautiful drama of sports. And especially a, a, like a March Madness. Yes. Because that's the chance that the little guys have a chance to beat the Giants. Yes. And this game was supposed to be a throwaway game for Michigan. Yeah. And instead, it propelled App State to a championship yeah. in their league. Well, and they really uh, haven't looked back since that day. Did you get a chance? They did an ESPN thing on the uh, Little League World Series, and you forget how I guess it was just, just you know, like Trumbull, Connecticut. Yeah. I mean, the Americans have yeah. had so few winners, yeah, that the kids that have won it, like they hold them, they they every year they run them back and find out what are they doing, and they talk about like that that. The greatness of something you did at twelve. I mean, people always say don't live in the past, but no, man, I love, some, I, I, sometimes the past can be the thing to re- make you remember. That's my who bubble. You are. That's my bubble. I love it, man. Yeah, I, I still remember it. myself sitting on my oh. on my stoop with my radio, waiting for my dad to come home from work. I mean, those that that's forever in my mind. For I know the songs yeah. that were playing. On those days in the seventies, I, I love that boxing has such a respect for the endeavor. That all you need to do is win a title once and forever. Your title yeah. is champ. Yeah. You get to be You're called right. champ for the rest because people right. understand how Im- how impossibly Buster hard Douglas it is. is. Champ. Oh, he's champ. Yes, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. He's no, champ. like no bullshit, no games, no joking. Like you have to look at that because that is the epitome of greatness. I love that that sport gets that. Uh, I love that. You see good... Thomas. You see Thomas Herms and people like hey, champ. Oh, hey, champ. champ. Hey, right. Yeah. You don't, and no other sport is do we consider the endeavor so great as to you have one great day, but you have a title for life. Hey, Love. we got to call Kenny Brown, too, while we're talking here. I'm not sure. My screen isn't working. He's on the phone. Okay. And uh, as we look back, our good buddy Ken Brown, he's got some football stories back in the day. And Kenny, <laughs> we're talking about Michigan losing 13 years ago to App State, 34-32. All these walk-off wins. The little guy beating the big hey, guy. Wait, wait, Clarence with his back-to-back no, wait, wait, I follow Kenny on Twitter, so yeah. I got to ask him a question Go ahead. first. Hey, hey, Mr. Brown, how you doing, man? What up, Glenn? How you doing? Uh, do you, you, so are you uh, you squared away? You, re- you remember who you work for now? I think I do. I think I do. <laughs> what happened? Fill me in. No, Kenny got to call you off air about that, man. Okay. Yeah, you definitely do on that one. You Ken, definitely do on that one. What'd you do, KB? Hey, look, man, I, I can only be silent so long. <laughs> hey, I was so, hey, <laughs> listen, so, and you know, look, man, we all, you know, we talked about, you know, what's going on with uh, with the civil unrest and everything, <laughs> and and man, Kenny just had a, he had a, he he's just, had it, he, huh? he had it. I man. think I like, know, I think I know like, the tweet you're talking oh, about. Oh, my now. brother! Oh, I was like, yes, <laughs> I was like, man, when Kenny Brown and had enough, like y'all got to check. You're this talking about a guy. Exactly. Kenny's uh, Kenny's a mute. He puts he puts tape over his <laughs> hey, mouth. Look, though, ninety percent of the time, man. Yeah, I, I was like, I had it, I had it, I had it, I had it. <laughs> oh. I was right about that champ thing. I, I agree with Clarence on the champ, man. Once you the champ, you the champ. Yes, that's great stuff. Ken Brown, WJR joins us, uh, home of the Lions. What the hell was that when hey, I was working um, for him? Hey, I got to tell you one thing about that App State game. Go ahead. That was the start of the decline. Forget about when Rich Ride came. Good that point. Was when the that's when the program went south. Good point. That game. Forget about them coming back and beating Florida. I think it was the same year they beat Florida. They did. In the, uh, bowl game. Whatever. Capital One Bowl. Forget about that. That game was the game where that program went south. You and might yeah, be right, Ken. I can't argue with you. Barely climbing back up now. That, now. that was the game. 
Now, KB, that was the first game that they played outside of WJR, I think. I think they, they I know they played at WOMC because I was there. That's when WOMC took over the rights. You might be right, because I think our last year, you might be right. It might have been. It might have been. But uh, that, 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 show, that, that program had gotten so bloated and so full of itself that that, 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 was, that was the step down, man. And it, it's taking them time to get back to where they are if they ever get back to that. Yeah, you know, I'm, as a Michigan fan, and uh, I tell Clarence uh, what kind of fan I am. I've been a fan since I was a little kid. Yeah, I grew up in New Jersey, but Michigan and Notre Dame, those are the teams I followed and always wanted to go to the big house. My first stop when I moved here, my wife took me to the big house. The ushers let me in. The place was empty. It was during a week, but I got to go on the field, and, and you know, it, it's it's amazing just watching that field all your life and then to be on it, just a big hole in the ground, but it still amazes me. I still get the chills when I see it, and I look at them now, and they're not the same team. They're not even close to being the same team. It, it's upsetting. To who? To me, well, to, yeah, to people that follow the team. I, bro, I, I will tell you, I've said this, and, and Kenny, I don't know how you feel. I've said this, people, for years, man. Like, I, I have a lot more as a city kid, as, as a kid that grew up west side Detroit, bro. I can tell you, I, I have a great time in Columbus. I, I know where to go. I know where to hang out. I know my I know where my people at. You're bad. Uh, I will tell you, I <laughs> never feel comfortable. I have never felt comfortable one day in my life in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Oh, go. I'm just telling you. I'm yeah. just telling you. I'm telling you flat out. Oh, pound man. salt, man. I'm telling you flat out, bro. KB, <laughs> set him straight, will you? Yeah. Hey, I used to live in Ann Arbor, and so you know, I, I'm always comfortable. I, but I'm gonna tell you this. Man, you just got to take off that clothes you're wearing. That's your problem when you come up there. <laughs> you, I'm going to I'm have to dress you when you come up there. No. You, the, you got to take the big block gators off when you roll. <laughs> hey, Kenny. Uh, hey, Kenny. We got you on the phone to chat about our, our beloved Lions. And uh, let, let's I know you've been down there scouting the team and who you're liking and who you're not liking. 53-man roster comes up this weekend. And we haven't seen any of them because there's no preseason games, man. This is... This is brand new stuff for us football fans here. Well, I'm gonna tell you what, though, Tommy. How many? And this is league wide. How many big injuries have you seen this year? Not a lot. A lot as usual. Right. I think, you know, this might, they may be into something that maybe you just crash that whole preseason from now on because all you did was get guys hurt. Yeah. But you, you found know, guys too, Kenny. A few, a few big injuries, but. I guarantee, because I talked to his coach about that. I asked him that the other day. He said he got the stats, and he's going to reveal them. But these guys now, when they come out to play, I don't know what you're going to get, but you won't be beat up like all these teams are coming out of preseason. But how's that first game going to be? How many penalties are going to be in that first game? Are the referees going to kind of swallow the whistles a little bit? Or I mean, it's going to be, because usually the first preseason games, they're horrible. Well, they're horrible because they're playing a lot of other guys. I mean, they're professionals, man. These guys are starters most in the league. They'll, the game will be a, a game like a first game any year. You're going to see some good, some bad. But they're still, you got starters out there playing. The one thing you got to look out for, though, being at home, you're going to have a bigger advantage in that first game than you did any other year being at home. You believe that? There's no, But the fans aren't there. Forget about the fans. It's just the travel, the, yep. the familiar surroundings. You know, you that's going to be worth more than three points. I'll tell you right now, the first game, home game, is going to work six points in any, on any book. All right, Ken Brown, WJR, joins us, home of the Lions. Uh, 
fill me in on my man uh, DeAndre Swift. And he's been down, and now supposedly he's out again. What's what, fill me in on his injuries and what's going on with him? Well, like I said, most of the injuries that you are having in camp are soft tissue injuries, which is, you know I don't know if it's hamstring or calf or whatever or whatever kind of strains it is. So they're not serious injuries, but he's practiced, you know, limited. He started back this week. So you, he, he'll be all right. And like I said, you don't want him carrying 30 times a game. You know, you got Carrion and him. You got a couple other guys that James, they got a couple other guys. Um, Scarborough's been hurt a little bit too. But you got enough guys that you can carry the load with him early in the season. But I'm telling you right now, that kid is dynamite, man. That's good to hear. That kid awesome. is dynamite. But he's got to get on the field, Kenny. Tommy. Okay. The game, no game <laughs> I'm sorry. The you know okay. I you know I get there's nervous. No game to the I get nervous. Come on. You know that. Uh, I know, but there's no game to the face. There's no game going on right now. <laughs> Let him come back in. You don't want to have him with these lingering calves and hamstrings <laughs> where he's out after four hey. games. So just let him go hey. they're doing. Every time I saw Carry On run and I saw him go out of bounds. And I remember the first time he went out of bounds, and I saw his leg, and I saw him tweak it. Before he even, they even, he didn't even know he was injured. I'm like, he's out. Oh, stop. He's out. He's out again. I mean, uh, I, well, what, what was the last uh, time a back stayed on the field for us besides Barry? Go ahead. Tell me. They've had backs with that, but Kerry is a member of the little leg club. You know why you see Kerry's leg? <laughs> so he, you, you're not going to get 30 carries a game out of him. He's going to get, you know, 12 to 13 carries. And you can milk him through the season that way. He's a good player when he's on the field. I know. Well, you got another guy now, Swift. Yeah, between the two of them, your running game will be all right this year. So don't even worry about the run. I'm saying right now, offensively, that's a top five offense. I don't care what you say. I hope you're right. I don't care what anybody says. I hope you're right. Well, I'm not, not a hope. I'm not hoping. Okay. They, um, Galladay led the, the league in uh, touchdowns last year with an undrafted backup third-string quarterback half I know, man. You don't, you don't got to sell me on him. You don't have to sell me on him. Well, the only thing I want to know is the defense. And like I said, you got it now to where these guys don't wear pads half the time, so I can't tell you what the defense is going to look like. Kenny, for years, like but fans fans on the, from the outside looking in have talked about the culture, you know, the, um, the, the DNA, the chemistry, all these different things. In light of what the Lions – came out and, and, and did in that show of, of unity in terms of, you know, the unified speaking out. Do you think that that has, just from being down there, is there a different vibe to the culture, a different vibe to the the environment, the atmosphere? Have you noticed a carryover effect because of that act that they did last week? Well, from the distance that we have to be at now, you know, from afar, I'm going to tell you that. Because even when you're out there, you're not out there. You're basically. But I can tell you this. This team will play for that coach. And with that coach here that day, if it wasn't already solidified, they solidified themselves with him. And that's what you want to do. The culture he's trying to bring now. We can talk about Slade not liking him and a couple other guys who got rid of not liking him. They're gone. I'm going to tell you right now. Right. He has a number of guys that want to play for him. And they will play for him. Well, that's what he did, Kenny. He got rid of the people he didn't think he could coach, and he's bringing in players that he knows he can coach. So we got to we got to bet on him and hope that they buy into his program going forward. Like I said, Tommy, the, I have no problem with the coaches. The only thing I want to see if the defense can hold up this year, you're gonna have a fun year. And that's all I can say about because offensively they're gonna score. Special teams, the special team coach. It's going to be a future head coach one day. Trust me, that Cone, 
what, he will be a future head coach in this league. That guy came over from Cincinnati. That's good to hear. Ken Brown joins us from WJR. How about uh, this other running back, Jason Hundley, that they drafted and they liked him when they when they brought him in? Have you seen much of him? Uh, I seen him muffing a couple of punts when I saw him. I didn't see him do a lot of running. He's good out the backfield. I saw. I haven't seen much. Like I said, they didn't wear two pads a lot when I was out there. But um, he, he, look, he, for him, he's a specialty guy. You want to get a few right. special plays out of him this year or whatever. You know, he's not carrying the load. And Agnew. Agnew's having a pretty good uh, early summer here. If he can catch the ball, he'll make some plays. Day I was out there, he was dropping the ball a lot, but he did make a few plays that day, too. So we'll see. I mean, it's a learning experience. I mean, when you change sides mm-hmm. of the ball, man, that's, you know, that's not something that just comes overnight. Kenny, just on the spot, put you, if I had to put you on the spot, given what you have seen eight and eight. with this with this vi- <laughs> with this virus. I'm not even talking about I'm, I'm do you do you think that they are going to be able to, I mean, do you think they can even make it to the midway point and get eight games in? Given again, given what you're seeing with this virus, do you feel like we're gonna make it just to even the halfway point of a sixteen game season? Well, I, no, just two, that's a, I'm gonna answer this two ways. They're gonna play sixteen games. Now, if you got guys over from uh, Hustle and uh, Bustle, Rexon are playing by the end of the year. That's another story. But the NFL, they're giving them, they're giving them a big practice squad of 14 players. I think 50 whatever players. They got a big roster this year. They're going to move ahead, and they're going to get all these games in. Like I said, but I don't know. You know, an outbreak affects the team. They're going to play short for a little while, but they're not going to stop these games, man. These guys, are, the NFL is set to play these games. It's unbelievable. I've been watching the Hard Knocks. I've been yeah. telling them, and I love what they've done. You know, to each place. Right now, you see the Chargers. You see uh, the Rams. The way they're handling it with their practice fields. Everything is outside. Well, when did they pad up? What everything they, is. They just started week? padding up last this, week. Was it this week or last week? They padded last, up? last week. This this past weekend, they padded up because okay. they had scrimmage games. Right. All throughout the NFL, they they scrimmaged. Okay. But uh, yeah, the NFL's doing it right. 12 to 14 padded. They're not giving them a lot. I think they negotiated 14 padded practices or whatever. Yeah. There's not even going to be a lot of hitting or whatever league-wide. But I'm telling you, man, to get in that facility, Tommy, um, you got to be clean. Checks, watches you got to wear. You yep. speak from somebody they bug. I mean, the NFL has put a lot of money into this to make sure that they, get, they do as good a job as they can. And they're going to play, man. Like I said, the only thing that could derail this season is if your quarterbacks all come down with it and your whole quarterback room gets it and you're missing games like that. Well, reportedly, but I know they that. Separate, they separate them. Some of the, I guess there was, and again, I mean, man, look, Twitter is Twitter, but a lot of people kind of looked at it and said, you know, Stafford with the new baby and his wife, you know, obviously had health issues and his decision to let, I guess he's letting the, his kids go to school and, you know, school is just a Petri dish to begin with. Uh, you know, our, our, was there some concern about, about that or did the, you know, did they kind of just respect the decision, or because I mean that that for me would probably be one of those things that I would be more concerned about because it's such a uncontrol it's such a thing you can't control with your kids. Yeah, I'm not I'm not familiar with how they're doing it with once they get back home and uh, they, our guys gonna separate from their kids or whatever and all that. So I'm not sure of that, but you know, to me, Matt is the guy that he's gonna do what it takes to play. And like he he was, we had him on this week and he was telling us about how the day he found out. He had the false positive. He was worried about his kids. He had just been playing with them all day or whatever. And that really shook him up about he was going to transfer this to his kids. So I'm sure he's going to be careful as heck now, especially when he already thought he 
might have had it. So right. maybe they'll separate. Maybe they'll all stay in their own quarantines, you know, their own little social quarantines for the season. Hey, Kenny, it might be a new, there's going to be a new punter this year. Sam Martin is gone. There might be a new long snapper, I'm hearing. What's up with Don Muehlbach? Well, I haven't heard that. This is news to me. Muehlbach, man, I don't think he's uh, cemented in for another season. <laughs> You hear somebody else is uh, coming for the job. Yeah, I hear someone's on his tail. You got to read. Uh, got to read Dave Burkett today in the Free Press. Him and uh, Carlos uh, Monteras. Well, well uh, like I said, I, I don't expect anybody to get fuel box this year. But maybe they're setting up for next year. You know how they do when they bring funders of in, course. And get cut at the end. Yeah, they always keep them around for the next year or whatever. But. I think Mules will be there. You don't have to worry about that one. The Lions have always had a great kicking game, Kenny. So we'll see what punter they pull out now. But the guy I'm most interested in is the tight end, TJ Hawkinson. I know last year he oh. was he was on his way, man, oh. last year. And then he goes on, oh, you know, he, he jumps over and hits his head. Go ahead. Tell me about how good he looks. Man, I thought last year, you know, all tight ends go through it. But after the first game last year, and I, I talked to him at the beginning of the year, he even said himself, he said, you know, I kind of got away from things I was doing early as being a rookie or whatever, and I got away from it and some things I could do better. But he, he transformed his body over this man. This guy, he, he, he's coming in like the Hulk, man. You, when you see him, you, you're looking at – I'm telling you right now, you're looking at a ball player. And he That's still, awesome. Like you said, dominated practice last year. Dominating the that is this awesome. Year. Him and Galladay and Jones. Um, and then you put Swift and carry on. If they keep that <laughs> offense healthy, man, I'm telling you, this is a – this is the top five offense in that league. How about our new players? Damn, our two, how about five? our how about our number one rookie? Like you mean a, top five in the in the in the NFC? No, not the NFC. I'm talking the NFL. Damn, the Lions, the I, Detroit that, that's Lions. How much I'm that's how much I'm impressed. With I got the chills, man. Wow. You gave me the chills. Well, Mass, did you hear that? So what Mr. Brown is saying yeah. is that hey. Their identity is on offense. offense. Yes. Imagine that. Yes. Hmm. How about Quintez Cephas? <laughs> oh, a ball player. I'm, I don't know how much time he's going to get this year because he's a rookie or whatever, and injuries will probably take hold of that. <laughs> but you can tell by the first practice out oh, there. I love this. This kid knows how to play football. I love it. I love it. And then how about, not fast. How about the kid that but was trying to the, how about the guy that was trying to guard him for four years over in Ohio State, our number one our number Jeff one Akuda. guy, Jeff Akuda. What do you want me to say? I just want you to how's how's Akuda looking? <laughs> well, Akuda was running with the twos and he's you know, and he might be running with the ones now, but he's running with the he's coming they're breaking him in slow, you know, with no preseason, no off season and the position he's playing, but you know, he's, he, you saw what he is. I mean, a corner is what a corner is. You saw what it is. So, just a matter of time till he gets in there. You got real good corners, a warrior, him, and Trufant. You may not have Slay this year, but I think overall that top three outside cornerbacks are, are better than last year. Kenny, you said that this offense can be top five. And so one of the things that occurred in the offseason when we had these shows and Maz and I were talking, I just said, hey, look, man, whatever you are, be that. Pick what you want to – like, don't tell me you're a defensive team if you don't have the horses to be a defensive team. Like, look at where your strengths are and then angle that way. So if you think this can be a top five defense in the league, is does Patricia have it within his DNA to let these horses go? Does he have it in his DNA to have a – uh, a 35-31 win, or will he sleep? Will he will he be up at night winning games 38-37, some of these, <laughs> these Chief-type games? Can he handle it? Well, I think he can handle it, but the thing is, though, is, and I, I, I don't know if you guys caught that yesterday or the day before, 
the new uh, defensive coordinator, Unlin, is doing the play call. Yes, I know. Yeah. Matt Patricia gave him up. Away from yep. the play call. Yep. So Patricia is running here. He's running it now like I'm running both sides of the ball as an operation, which means that if we got to be a scoring team, we'll be a scoring team, and we'll get just enough defense to win games until our, my defense settles in the way I want our projected. So I don't think he has a problem. If you want to start lighting them up, you start lighting them up. Do you think that's the biggest area of growth he's had? I think we just lost Kenny. Uh, it's just it's good because we only have a minute left anyway. Yeah. So KB, Kenny Brown from WJR. Um, Make sure you guys listen to him all year. Man, I would love that, and I wouldn't love it. I'm Matt. excited, man. I, I wouldn't love it because I like offense. I like good football, but I I am a firm believer that there is something you do to your fan base when you give them identity. And I've said this before, and it's tried and true. I think you think about this city, even even the, even the, the teams you love, the teams you grew up loving, the teams you grew up loving, the players you grew up loving were part of an identity. And you can name it. If I said, give me Maz's top five childhood teams, I bet every last one of those teams had identity and players who just wrapped perfectly around no that identity. No doubt about it. Miami Dolphins, 1972. Done. No name defense. No, no name defense. That's it. Go from there. Orange Crush. Yeah. Denver Broncos. Phenomenal defense. A friend of mine had to break down the Thurman Munson thing for me. I didn't get it. What do you mean? He had to he had to break down really how who good Thurman, he was. He no. He had to break down what what he meant to that team oh, and what he meant to that city. God bless. Him. I if he was because I, I didn't get it. If he didn't pass away, they would have won in eighty that, and eighty one. Yep, yep, yep. For sure. For sure. Thanks to Kenny Brown, of course, uh, David B., Kelsey behind the glass, Stevie Mack. He was at that app game, he told me, the App State game. The kid, our, our producer, little ran Stevie, on the field. Nine years he was old. nine years old. Little, he he so ran little. on the field. He almost got trampled, he's so but little. he was very excited. Anyway, Aww. he's doing his lacrosse podcast. Make sure you tune into <laughs> Stevie Mack's lacrosse podcast. And CB, good to see you. you we'll too, do man. it in a couple days again. Yes, brother. All right. Thanks to Kenny Brown, Bob Nightingale as well. It's Tom Mazaway and Clarence Black here. On The Wrap on NRM Streamcast. Be healthy.